And welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Run the Table podcast powered by Pro Football Network. It is Wednesday, November 26th. We've got Thursday Night Football on the calendar and a, a chilly week of NFL games. It really feels like winter is finally hitting us all. I am Tommy Garrett at Tommy Garrett PFN over on Twitter. Fantasy analyst here uh, at Pro Football Network. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Ian Ward. You can find him over on Twitter at NFL Film Study. Saw that, uh, had an interesting game on Monday. I know I was on the uh, absolutely wrong side of, of everything uh, that we had out there. Uh, that we kind of we talked a little bit of what our, our plans were kind of going to that on Monday night in the in the uh, in the waiver wire show that we had came out for you guys already. Uh, hopefully on this Thursday night game between the Tennessee Titans and the Green Bay Packers and Lambeau Field, we can have a little bit of a better result. So, Ian, uh, without further ado, how you doing, my man? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm like you. wasn't wasn't our night Monday night, but it was a good game. It nope. was fun. So even though we end up a little bit in the red, um, at least we got you know a little bit of enjoyment out of that one. And it was kind of cool to see Brian Robinson get into the end zone. So mm-hmm. you know, once you kind of get past your own little like personal and my own little selfish reasons for that game, it was pretty fun to watch. Yeah, it ended up not being a bad game, and it's. Look, I'm I'm here for just entertaining football at this point. We've had enough bad games so far this year. I think we deserve a couple good games, even if it came at the the cost of the Eagles records. Now there are no longer any more undefeated teams after the Washington Commanders knocked the Eagles off 32-21. And look, if you're an undefeated team from the state of Pennsylvania, don't play the Commanders uh, because they have a, uh, a bit of a propensity to uh, end those seasons a little bit prematurely for you. But we don't have to worry about that as neither of these come into uh, the game anywhere close to undefeated. Tennessee Titans do sit at 6-3 and three and looking on top of their division round. The Green Bay Packers are sitting behind the Minnesota Vikings uh, at 4-6. and six. I think it's going to be an interesting one here. It's also going to be a very, very chilly game up there in Green Bay. Although we got to worry about the snow in Buffalo. Some we'll kind of talk about during our, uh, our Friday show. We're kind of talking about these start and sits and all that stuff uh, going on with that one. It's going to be chilly, uh, looking around 16 degrees uh, with the wind chill at kickoff at 8 p.m. Hopefully the gusts have died down. Uh, they were close to 20 miles an hour during the day, looking close to around 10 mile an hour sustained winds, which is why we're kind of seeing the temperature drop down a little bit. Not expecting any uh, any real snowfall or anything. Like if you see a, a, a flurry in Green Bay, it's whatever. Like that's that's nothing. Um, really shouldn't see any impact there. Only looking at about a, about a 15% chance of precipitation, if anything might be a very very light snow shower but nothing too much it's just going to be cold and i think that just makes it even worse because like i don't i would not want to touch derrick henry when it's warm out and i'm loosened up i don't want to go against derrick henry when it's cold out and i've got a mac truck barreling down me in an a cap like i'm good i know the nfl no, has good insurance not. <laughs> you probably don't have that good of insurance like i'm not using no. my entire contract pay for medical bills <laughs> just an absolute disaster if that were to happen (laughs) no it'd be so bad i all those memes of guys we've seen getting the stiff arm it'd be the same thing you'd be watching me getting punted to the moon faster than artemis launched off last night and also shout out to y'all at nasa for uh for getting that thing off the ground finally uh but let's kind of dive into the slate here a little bit for us on thursday night take a look a little bit real quick at some of our just just start sits and i think it's a very I think it's a pretty straightforward game uh, for the most part. It's You're kind of starting your general starts to kind of know how these teams are. It's either you've got 
locked in players. We have a bunch of question marks. I think that's the the case of Tennessee. Your locked in player, obviously, it's Derrick Henry sitting second in the NFL in rushing yards at 923 and tied for second in rushing touchdowns with nine this season. He has 100-plus rushing yards in five of his last six games, something I'm sure we'll kind of be talking about as a trend here in just a little bit as we kind of look at what some of our, our favorite projections or favorite props and some of our favorite underdog pickups are going to be. He also has two rushing touchdowns in two of his last three and is looking to make it six road games in a row with a touchdown and five in a row uh, on the road with 100-plus rushing yards, which is just it's just absurd. There's few things in football or just in sports I enjoy more than Derrick Henry just being Derrick Henry because there's few times, like especially in a game like this where it's full of just the greatest athletes that are just walking around, watching all of them get treated like those kids on the playground against that one person who hit puberty way too early and has a mustache. Like that's what it's like watching Derrick Henry. It's like there's few examples of someone who can dominate a game like him, just to be so physically demanding and overpowering. Obviously, Derrick Henry, you are 100% starting him. He's your your top RB of the week. In most cases, I think it's going to be either him or Saquon Barkley against the Detroit Lions. I think either one of the guys are going to be good plays. Regardless, you're looking at top three options. Uh, at quarterback, Ryan Tannehill did make his return last week, throwing for 255 yards and a touchdown without an interception. Uh, it was it was a good return for Tennessee's passing game um, after kind of what's been going on with Malik Willis. Never really could get anything going there. I don't think the wide receivers were really kind of helping him out at all either. He did get some help from Nick Westbrook, Akine, who set a career-high 119 receiving yards and two touchdowns last week. Is that sustainable? No. Like, we're, we're never going to say something like that is sustainable when someone has a career day like that. I think, ideally, someone like Traylon Burks, who only had 24 yards last week on three of six uh, receiving, I think he's most likely the player that you're going to want to have in fantasy. I think he has the best upside uh, on this team, but it's it's hard to fully trust anyone in this passing game. At this point, I just I feel good about Darren Henry, and I'm kind of fading everyone else, even like Dontrell Hilliard in like a deeper like PPR league. Just not someone I'm looking for. Like you've got Derrick Henry. They're just going to use Derrick Henry. I think the the same kind of goes for over with the Green Bay Packers. Um, and I think we'll also kind of notice on this one too. Like, there's not a ton of certainty with some positional groups on this one. They haven't given us a ton of options yet. But I think the first thing we start things off with is going to be Aaron Rodgers, who coming off a good game. I think it's someone we're also projecting to have a good game here this week. Uh, you're looking at him as a low end QB one, high end QB two uh, for the first time in quite some time, actually. Because Rodgers kind of died off a little bit, at least for for fantasy purposes. Came out last week, completed 14 of 20 passes uh, for three touchdowns, uh, no interceptions, and actually a season-high 146.7 rating and has two touchdowns. And seven of his last Thursday night games, looking for his fourth in a row on Thursday night uh, with two touchdown passes or more. So he definitely plays well when the lights are brightest. And last week, the lights were not shining brighter on anyone else in the league than outside of Christian Watson, who led the team with 107 yards. And... Look, we talked about in the in the preseason, and I don't think his profile has changed at all. We said he was going to either be great or the next Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And nothing that we saw changed that, because that is the there's the ceiling, and you've now also seen the floor. Uh, I don't think that's going to be expected, obviously, again. But if you're going to attack Tennessee, you do it through the air. So Christian Watson definitely looking to be that, that top wide receiver for him again this week outside of Alan Lazard. Uh, who has recorded? Uh, who has a reception, two uh, reception touchdown in two of his last three games at home, and fifty plus yards or more in three of his last four. Likely the more consistent option 
But I think that upside of Christian Watson, what we've always kind of wanted to see as Green Bay started to attack the middle of the field a little bit more often. And I think once that passing game finally had success for the first time, I don't see that being something they're wanting to get away from anytime soon. I think Lazard, low-end wide receiver two, and I think Watson in that low-end wide receiver three, high-end wide receiver four range, I think that certainly makes sense, especially with Romeo Dobbs looking unlikely to play after not practicing this week. Uh, looking at running backs, I think Aaron Jones, I think there's some intrigue there. If you need a flex option, I get it. There's some bye weeks this week still. He has 50 uh, scrimmage yards in nine of his 10 home games. Just really, you're banking on that that end zone. You're banking on him finding the touchdown there because he's not going to give you a ton of usage out of the receiving game right now. Right? Really, no running back is that much, especially last week out of Aaron Jones only getting 18 yards, which is a pretty steep drop-off from the game that he had beforehand, but totaled 156 total yards, nearly 140 on the ground, and a rushing touchdown. Had 108 scrimmage yards in this team's last meetings and is looking to make it three in a row at home with a rushing touchdown on Thursday night. Uh, so I think for that one, that's going to... Look, if you got Aaron Jones, start him, obviously. Um, but you're not getting that locked-in, guaranteed top five that we were all promised when Devontae Adams was gone and we all thought that Aaron Jones was going to be getting new pairs of gloves every single week from all the target volume he's going to see. Um, and then at tight end, if you need uh, an option there, Robert Tanyan makes a little bit of sense, but Tennessee hasn't been bad against the position. Uh, so like I said, it's very much a, a straightforward week I feel from fantasy, uh, fantasy aspect, Ian, I'd, I'd be curious to kind of get your thoughts as well after I just did an entire filibuster on this whole thing. It feels like, <laughs> no, you're good, man. I, I think, I think this is right. I mean, I don't look at any of these matchups to say like, so-and-so has such a good matchup that you just have to start them after going on your bench or maybe just being like a waiver wire pickup. There's no one yeah. that I'm targeting this week. It's it, like you said, it's the obvious guys. Um, Rogers is the one guy that I might want to elevate. And I think he's mm-hmm. the one that, that makes sense. Unless if you just have a lot of faith in like Christian Watson all of a sudden, which, you know, I think he could have a, a nice performance. He showed he can be a wild card. Yeah. That's a perfectly yeah. fine outlook to make. But everyone else is just kind of a stab in the dark. Like Traylon Burks, he's a stab in the dark. And you kind of mentioned mm-hmm. the Tennessee wide receivers. We have no reason to expect them to be great in this game. Um, but one of them may have a big play. So you're kind of just rolling the dice with any of them. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head. This is more of a just continue your game flow uh, if you're a fantasy manager this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this is one we really, really don't mess with what's working if it's been working so far. And hopefully it has been because I know uh, mine has not been that great of a year. But where it has been great for, for some people is you've been over there over on Picket where you can track out all of your bets instead of tracking out on messy spreadsheets and not knowing how much you've won or lost, where you can download Picket, which is the best bet tracking app on the market, where they make it super easy to track all of your bets and shop the best lines, and you can also connect with a community of avid sports bettors just like yourself. Sign up today using promo code PFN365 and sync all of your favorite sports books, and you can win up to $100 for free. Picket is 100% free to join and to use. So what are you all waiting for? Remember, that is promo code PFN365. You went up to $100 just for signing up. I think some interesting trends over here looking at Pickett. It's Green Bay is definitely getting the lean um, in terms of the money line on this one to win outright, getting 68% of the money and 60% of the bets to win on that one outright. And then also looking at the the spread you're looking at Green Bay getting 80% of the money, but only 59% of the bets. And then you're looking at the where I think there's their more cohesion across the industry. Looking at the under of uh, looking right now, 62% of the money and 71% of the bets are on that side of things. So Ian, I kind of give you some uh, some quick little thoughts in here. Were there any 
props that you kind of saw that were a lot of people were kind of trying to they were kind of popping up more and more often for this game. Yeah, I think a lot of them made sense, right? Derek Henry, Henry rush yards. Um, surprisingly, the one that I didn't expect was Aaron Rodgers under 249 and a half passing yards. I hmm. didn't necessarily expect that one. I think some of the weather, and you kind of showed this to me before the, the show, some of the weather concerns I think might have been a little bit overblown. I think that the, the weather will be cold, sure, but that's to be expected mid-November in Green Bay. I think it, It's Green be able Bay. To like This ball. is nothing and all that like he it's like he even says it yeah. doesn't get cold until i break out the turtleneck <laughs> and even then we've seen him throw the ball all over the field it's not an issue with someone of his uh play caliber and also arm strength no. uh that one is a little bit surprising titans over six and a half first half points i couldn't find that one available that's moved up to nine and a half um, so it's a great job there by betters uh to go ahead and find some value there with the first half points um Tannehill passing yards aaron jones rushing yards those were to be expected too, right? Like we're, we're not going to be too surprised to see any of the quarterbacks or main rushing uh, threats in this game to be played. So there was some nice value though, I think for, for some betters for the Titans over uh, first half points and also maybe potentially a shrewd move going Rogers under. I don't personally agree with that, um, but I think it's nice to see that on picket and maybe we I, I'm, might be end up fading that pick. Yeah, I think that's, that's a good point. And it, I think I'm actually glad you brought up the the first half kind of thing. I'm honestly wondering if that, I think it might be a strategy I tried this week. I'm almost going to treat it a little bit more like baseball. Instead of going with the full game, treat these things by the first half and then live bet the halftime. Pick that the first half game tool, like the first half spreads, and then readjust at halftime. Given how so close some of these games are and how odd some of these these outcomes have been i almost wonder if that's a a way to kind of look at some of these games right now and i think that's going to be a, a curiosity here and i think it you can take green bay it's only one and a half point spread for the first half i think that might be a little more interesting than going with the the three points that it's still currently sitting at if you don't if you're uh unsure which side's gonna be especially in a close game like this but I got something uh, we'll probably discuss a little bit more. I know we'll discuss it offline. We'll, pr- we'll probably talk about what our official plays are. Uh, you'll see them over on Pick. You'll see them on social media and also in the PFN Discord as well. And if you want to get into uh, the action as that too and want to win a free $200 bet this, this NFL season, well, as a new user over on DraftKings, you can bet $5 and win $200 just by betting on the NFL or college football. Head over to ProFootballNetwork.com. You can check out all the latest betting promos to claim this offer today. Uh, kind of like I was just alluded to there, Tennessee is coming in as three-point road dogs. Uh, Over-under, sitting at 41, which kind of matches the trends of the the lower game totals this year. And I think this one, it's, I think it's close. I genuinely do. I think that's pretty close in line. I think it's one where you've got to consider it a little bit. If it was in the 43 kind of range, I feel like it'd be, you'd have a lot more breathing. But I think I think the markets have certainly corrected for what we've seen over the first 10 weeks of this year. And uh, I think it's really curious on this game so far. And so, uh, Ian, kind of give us your uh, give me your first thoughts on this and which way you're looking. Yep, I'm with you. I think you nailed it. This is a really tough one to play, and I'm almost to the point where I just don't even want to play it at all. Um, I do like the mm. Titans plus three, though. This line has moved, so it was Titans plus one and became Titans plus three. I know a lot of the money was on Green Bay. I think that it pushed it to this point where I'm going to go the opposite way. I would have agreed. I actually think Green Bay probably wins this game. But I'm tired of underselling yep. the Titans. I've been underselling them too long. I know this team. I'm familiar with their recipe. It works. 
I think mm-hmm. Green Bay coming off an uncharacteristically good game is not the time to bet the Packers. <laughs> That's the opposite of what yeah. we want to do. That's kind of betting 101. Don't get caught up in the hype. And so I like the Titans here to cover. Worst case, I think we probably get a push. I'm willing to do that. Um, under 41, that's a much tougher call. I'm with you. I'd love this to be 42 and a half, 43. Uh, but Green Bay, 2-5 and five against the spread, 1-6 and six straight up in their recent games. So they haven't been the hot team. The Titans have gone under in six straight games, and they have not given up. Uh, more than 20 points since September 25th. So those things are kind of skewing my opinion and kind of going towards a more conservative route. I think we're going to get a nice close game. It's going to be a really entertaining game that has huge playoff implications for both sides. I think you look at it too. It's like, how do you, how do you attack these teams with Tennessee? It's you do it through the air. Um, If you are the Titans, you do it on the ground. Green Bay is 28th in EPA against the rush and you have Derrick Henry and no one else does. So I think that's really kind of where you, you have to try and look into some of the more, some of those nuance. And I kind of agree with you. Like it's, I think the under does make sense because you're expecting Tennessee to try to control the tempo, which they're really, really good at. But, um, and you got Green Bay. Like it's, they haven't been great at covering the spread. You kind of alluded to that. And yeah, it's, I think it's a really interesting one. I think it's, I think not playing it makes sense if you don't have a good lean. Like sometimes the best bet is the one you don't make. Um, because we've got a long way to go. You got a lot of college football still going on. You got college basketball picking up here too. Like right now is when you've really got to be smart and exercise a little bit of a, a little bankroll management. You've got to, you got to be careful with what you're doing. You don't want to be depositing too early and too often, uh, especially with the holidays coming up. Like, come on now, let's not, let's not spend all of our Christmas money on a Thursday night game on a game where it's going to be this close, especially. Uh, but I think we probably feel a little better with some of the props that are going to be out there. Now I do want to throw this caveat out there. There's not a ton uh, that are out there as of yet, especially on the Green Bay side of things. I think it's kind of going with Romeo Dobbs not being officially ruled out, so they've kind of held off on some of the the receivers. Um, So we're not seeing a ton that's out there right now. Um, But of what is out there and that is available, Ian, is there anything that you really kind of liked from the from the props market? The best that I like, I have to look at Derrick Henry. Henry anytime touchdown. It's minus one fifty five. So I do have to caution betters. Like we're not getting a lot of value there. I don't want to push you into a bet where you're not getting a huge return, but he's such a safe bet compared to what we normally get in prop markets. I think that you look at the defense for the Packers, they haven't been good enough against the run for me to just believe that Henry's going to be totally shut out. Chances are highest. That's why the prop market is set at this at this point. I still feel like it's a pretty safe bet. And then the other one I would look at is Robert Tanyan. Anytime touchdown, plus 280. You mentioned that the Titans aren't terrible against tight ends. You're right. They're a little bit below average, but I'm just looking at the opportunity here. Tanyan is third on the team on targets for the Packers. And I hate saying this in betting, but he is a little bit due. I think he is. I know. Yeah. Those opportunities. I mean, how much? Uh, it's like no one's ever cold. They're just due. He's just due. Yeah. It's, it's not a season long cold streak. I don't believe that. Yeah. Um, but plus 280. That's really what's kind of swaying me here. Yeah. You could play Lazard plus 175. Yeah. You could play Watson plus 180 ish. Um, those are fine plays. I think the value is there, especially mentioned Titans defense is 32nd in the league against the pass. So we're just trying to find what's most likely. Um, and to me, there's a bigger gap there and green Bay gets pretty creative in the red zone when they want to be. And I think getting involved there is going to be that play. Yep, I think it makes a ton of sense. I think I was a little surprised after the big game he had last week that Nick Westbrook Akine has not been giving a, a, re- a receiving line. I think that one a little bit surprised me. I think that would have been a way that 
I think the books probably could have made a little bit of easy money if they would have put that in like that, put in like the mid 40 range as like the, the number one option or whatever, like mid 35 range if you wanted to. I think they could have made a decent amount of money off people that were trying to buy into the hype of Nick Westbrook Keenan because quite frankly, he actually didn't play bad last year filling in for both AJ Brown and um, even Julio at the time what they were doing with their injuries. So it wasn't like this was an absolute fluke. Um, but it was, I was a little surprised that they didn't uh, put anything out there for him yet. Like I said, we're still waiting on the, the Packers receivers, uh, but there's there's enough out there. I think we have a decent lean, and kind of like we alluded to a little earlier on, like it's not like we feel great about some of these players, and so it's like I said, don't you don't always need to force it if you don't uh, if you don't have to. Uh, but I also want to tell you about the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season. It is Underdog Fantasy and their Pick'em game. Just look for your favorite or least favorite player stats and pick whether they'll end up with a higher or lower total. Than that number in this week's game, and you can up to 20 times your money in a single night. It is super simple to get started. Just head over to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and sign up with promo code PFN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. But there is more. If you deposit $10, you also get a free one month subscription to the PFN Pass, where you can reconnect with a game of football with an interactive experiences, proprietary research, and educational courses on the PFN Pass. Remember, that is Underdog Fantasy promo code PFN. Get in on the action today. Now, with these single game slates, like I said, we've kind of talked about this before with, with Underdog, you are, you're constrained to where you have to pick options from both sides of the ball. So you got to pick Packers players as well as you have to do Tennessee. The things we were talking about earlier with um, not a lot of, of market being set yet for some of these players is impacting underdog as well. They have yet to put out any any projections for the Green Bay Packers receivers. So once again, we are we're limited in what our options are. Where there will certainly be a a full list, a full buffet of of options to choose from. Uh, certainly tomorrow. And look when those when those are out there, when they are finally out there, even if it's beforehand. I'm sure we'll have uh, we'll have articles going up. We'll have our our content coming out to kind of help you guys be informed of what the moves that we are making. Like I said earlier, you can always check out our picket accounts itself too, where they will have those linked, and you can kind of see the moves we are making. So, Ian, I think with that being said, let's uh, throw it over to you. What kind of picks are you looking to do over on Underdog for Thursday night? Yeah, you know, I think that we usually look at things um, a little little um, optimistically. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I'm kind of mixing things up this week. AJ Dillon is one of my first pl- picks. I'm looking at the lower end of his total yards. Um, it's been pretty hit or miss on him for this season. He's either very involved or he's not at all involved. And I kind of think that Aaron mm-hmm. Jones, even though he had a little bit of an injury last week, obviously he had the big game. I think that's going to parlay into fewer opportunities for Dylan this week. So I look at his 45 and a half total yards. I've just been fading him in general this season. And I think this is a good opportunity for me to continue to do that. Um, so I'm going to take the lower for him on 45 and a half. And then the rest are higher. I got to go back to the positives, man. I got to, I got to get rid of the negativity. I got to sell it. I got a little bit of my cats out of me. I just had to harness a little bit of cats. And then now I'm going to look to the other side. <laughs> we talked about Derek Henry. Never go full I'm cats. Gonna, I gotta, Never do it. You know, I tried it and I just couldn't do it for more than one pick. And um, no blame you. I got to go on the higher side for a lot of these guys, man. Derrick Henry, 99 and a half rushing yards. Yes, it's a high total. I'm tired of getting burned by not taking the higher on him. I got to go higher on him. I mentioned Aaron Rodgers, 244 and a half passing yards. So betters were getting him at 249 and a half. Underdog is giving us a much better value here at 244 and a half. 
again, he's playing well enough. I do think that this offense is going to be active enough. They're going to have some opportunities. It's the red zone that I'm worried about. That's why I'm taking the under. It's not really between the 20s I'm too worried about because the Titans do have a bend, don't break defense. So I'm looking at the higher end of that. Talked about Robert Tanyan. I might as well pair that with the anytime touchdown in the betting. Look at underdog. We can get 27 and a half receiving yards. Again, talking about to Titans, they're giving up about 60 yards per game to the tight end position. 27 and a half is totally reasonable. And then finally, Nick Westbrook-Ikhine. You mentioned we don't have a lot of props available. So looking at this receiving core, you're just kind of taking a stab. 22 and a half receiving yards. That could be one play. That might just be one trick play that we see. I like a higher end of that. Maybe I'm pairing that with another lower confidence pick in a different bracket and not pairing all these together. Uh, I think that'd be Mm -hmm. the way that I would attack this one. And I I think that's the biggest thing, honestly, when it comes to underdog and that's figuring out which, which plays to put together. Don't just put everything into one play because look, if one fails, you're going to lose your entire, your entire ticket at that point. So I like the idea of of pairing the Nick Westbrook, Akine 22.5 with something you have a little more confidence in. Maybe something like, you know, like the Derrick Henry one where, hey, you look at that hits, you're going to have a, a pretty good success rate at that point. Um, yeah, and I think it's fairness and fair point to this one. I actually did not look at what you had written down for yours. So when I brought up that whole thing about I was surprised the books didn't have Nick Westbrook and listed, I had no idea you actually liked him over on Underdog where they had him at. So that that was actually kind of funny. We we're both kind of on the same page there. Now. I'm with you. I, I like a ton of these. I think the easiest one for me is obviously going to be Derrick Henry, 99.5 uh, rushing. At this point, it's I just want Derrick Henry exposure. I don't see them giving us a touchdown uh, projection on this one. I don't think they're going to give us that, unfortunately, because uh, otherwise I'd be doing the same thing, taking usually the higher 0.5 uh, rushing touchdowns of what the the the, uh, the number typically is for them. Um, like I said, we don't have anything for Green Bay wide receiver, so I can't do too much there. Uh, I'm with you also on the lower for AJ Dillon. Oddly enough, like when you kind of look at where these teams kind of where they bow up a little bit especially for Tennessee, they're kind of doing it later on in downs against the run. And that's where you're going to see AJ Dillon kind of those short yard situations, not doing a ton. And early on, that's not where where he's playing for green Bay. They're going to see Aaron Jones. They're on the field earlier downs. They're not as good against the receiving backs of the two. I do prefer um, Aaron Jones over AJ Dillon's. I'm also with you. I'm taking the lower um, on his uh, 45.5 total yards. And I'm taking Derrick Henry as well. And like I said, if we we get any anything else coming out here in the next couple of days, we'll we'll let you guys know what all is going on. Um, and also, look if you want to do anything else, you've got the the knockout where you can do it too. We're just drafting a fantasy team, and that's going to help you. That is going to give you Thursday night. So that'll give you Green Bay against uh, Tennessee, and that will also give you once this lows. There it is, Kansas City and San Francisco. Um, not Kansas City and San Francisco, Kansas City and Los Angeles. I'd love to see Kansas City, San Francisco too, by the way. Just just throw that out there in NFL. Uh, but you'll be able to pick from two games at that point to build out your your fantasy line. That's a just a normal fantasy football um, fantasy build. So I think it's six players. I think is what the last time it was. Um, so yeah, you got a couple different options there. And like I said, we'll we'll fill you guys out with some more information once that becomes available. And we kind of make some different moves here. But that will wrap up today's episode of the Run the Table podcast powered by Pro Football Network. If you enjoyed today's episode of the show, feel free to leave a rating and review, whether it's on iHeart, Google, Apple, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcast at. It is always greatly appreciated. I continue to stay up to date with all the latest news around the league by heading over to ProFootballNetwork.com, where you can find all the analysis covering not only fantasy football, but betting, uh, but breaking news around the league, college football, and the NFL draft. 
And remember to get involved with the PFN community. The PFN Pass gives you direct access to the Discord and unlocks exclusive content from PFN Productions, weekly giveaways, and weekly AMAs with the PFN staff, including lineup and waiver wire advice, a Sunday morning start set, plus even more betting coverage during the week to help you fill up that bankroll. And remember, it's never too early to start your mock drafts of the 2023 season using the PFN MDS, which you can find over at ProFootballNetwork.com forward slash mock draft. You can follow Ian over on Twitter at NFL Film Study and myself at Tommy Garrett PFN. Speaking for Ian, we will see you guys on Friday as we go over the rest of the week 11 slate.